This week on Unreported World, Brazil's newest celebrities, child preachers. They attract large crowds who believe the children are in direct contact with God and that some of them can even perform miracles and cure the sick. They're part of the appeal of Brazil's fast-growing evangelical movement, which is gaining in religious and political power. Shea Rhodes begins his film on the outskirts of Rio de Janeiro. In one church in Sao Gonzalo, Monday night is Miracle Night. Say with me, this is the night of my miracle. So I'm off to find it. Just to give you a sense of how many evangelical churches there are springing up all over Brazil, just walk past one church there, two doors down there's another one, over road there's a third one, and a fourth church just round the corner. You can see why when there's so many churches, they feel like they might need a novelty factor, something to make them stand out. Something like, for instance, a child is a preacher. In this case, it's Brazil's best-known mini-miracle worker, 11-year-old Alani Santos, the face of her dad's church on the high street. We pastor needs something that makes his church stand out. As a pastor at Alton, it's Alani. All the people in this church have come because they hope that she can perform a miracle. Alani's dad, Adalto, is a Pentecostal evangelist. He believes that Alani, as an innocent child, is an ideal channel for God's power. Hug your brother, hug your sister, wish them happiness. The possibility of divine healing is an important part of Pentecostalism. Sonia Teresa Cordero came to Alani because complications after brain surgery means she's struggling to walk. How do you feel about Alani after tonight? Ela me tocou, é só um toque, é um toque de anjo. Amanhã eu vou. She touched me and it's like the touch of an angel. Tomorrow I'll be able to walk properly, like five years ago. Ainda estou, parece que estou numa nuvem. I feel like I'm on the clouds, floating. I wanted to find out more about Alani and her family. It's not far from the church to their house. Her mum and dad still have a copy of the first article written about Alani. The five-year-old who heals with a touch. Many people who were sick at that time came and were blessed with the miracle. It made her a celebrity. Her father's church doesn't charge people to see Alani, but does accept donations. As she's too young to work, the church was fined by the government. I asked her mother Sandra about it. Nothing we do is hidden or forced. It isn't a job. That's why they won on appeal, arguing it wasn't work but worship. As well as school, 
Alani attends regular services and events as a healer. So this is my bedroom. So you've got another one of these photos over here. Her healing pose has become famous. Sometimes I pose as if I am praying and open up my hands to the people, many different ways. You've seen so many people with all these problems. Does that ever get upsetting for you? Yes, I don't like seeing unhappy people. Most of the time, they're old ladies or kids suffering from an illness that might be terminal. This makes me very sad, so I'm grateful to God for giving me this gift to make people happy. It's Saturday, and Alani and her father are holding a service in a sports hall. It's their first visit to this poor neighborhood, and some people with serious health problems are waiting for them. Say with me, this is the night of my miracle. How does it work when you, when you put your hand on someone's head? I am like an instrument of God. The moment I put my hands on the person, God uses me to perform a miracle. Put your hands up if you are sick. Where's the little missionary? Adalto focuses on a woman called Imidia de Oliveira. Are you going to run tonight? I feel a lot of pain in my legs. Imidia's been in chronic pain for years and hopes divine healing might help her walk more easily. Receive your miracle now in the name of Jesus. Give her a hug. Scenes like this help explain why Pentecostal churches are so popular in Brazil. A lot of people would find it amazing that a girl who's 11 years old could heal you. What do you think of that? God is truly using her. When she touched me, I felt this heat. I felt goosebumps. I still feel pain in my legs, but I do believe I've been healed. There's lots I want to ask Alani and her father. First, I'm going to find out more about Brazil's Pentecostal churches and their child preachers. I'm searching for a church in a rundown neighborhood in Sao Paulo. Its pastor belongs to the Assemblies of God, a Pentecostal group with 12 million members in Brazil, including powerful politicians. They promote conservative social values, opposing abortion and gay marriage. Brazil's going through a political and economic crisis that's left a lot of people feeling disillusioned. There have even been protests in every major city. But evangelicals say that their church provides them with a kind of moral guidance that politicians are lacking. Pastor Walter Luce is in charge of auditions for the annual Child Preachers Congress. It's the children's big chance to make it on the national stage and help the Assemblies of God recruit more young followers. 
Nós estamos vivendo uma decadência moral hoje no nosso país, uma vergonha no nosso país. We're experiencing a moral decline in our country. It's shameful. The kids who preach might become politicians and translate into politics what they have learnt in church. Today, Pastor Walter is auditioning Samuel Jacinto, age 12. He's nervous. Parents, teach your children the way of God, the right way. You're a dad, you're a mum, you have to teach your child. Family breakdown is a key issue for the evangelical movement, and Samuel's referring to a biblical proverb about a parent's role. His mum and dad are in the audience. It's you that has to show him the way of the Lord. Who's happy? Say, me. Who's happy? Say, me. Who's sad? Say, me. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Volta has to decide whether Samuel's ready for national exposure. Samuel's through to the Child Preachers Congress. And Pastor Volta has found a new young believer to preach the values he thinks Brazil needs. What God has done in my life, be ready, he will do the same to you. It doesn't matter if you're struggling, rich or poor. One up-and-coming graduate of the Child Preachers Congress is Daniel Camargo, better known by his stage name, Daniel Pentecost. Here he is preaching age six. He's now 14. This is where it all happens. Let's see. These are the suits I wear. Some shirts. What is this? This is from my flamboyant period. <laughs> do you wear this? Do you wear this in church? Yeah. <laughs> this is a very shiny shirt. Goodness. Colete brilhoso. Camisa brilhosa. Shiny waistcoat. Shiny shirt. Wow. So you you, you don't wear this stuff anymore then? No. No. Now it's just for keepsake. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right actually. Daniel's family live in Gama, near the city of Brasilia. They're preparing for a trip to the northeast, where Daniel's been invited to preach, accompanied by his sister Sara, who's an evangelical singer. Roberto's a single dad. He says he devotes his time to nurturing his son's dream of one day having his own church. I drive them places, look after their diary, Take their merchandise. Despite Daniel's growing fame, they're homeless, living in temporary accommodation provided by the Assemblies of God. They live off fees from some of Daniel's preaching engagements and recorded sermons. But do you think these DVDs and these CDs are what's going to eventually get you guys onto your own feet? I mean, the church is paying for your house now. That's my hope. For people who believe in God as much as Roberto does, it's impossible for them to divorce the physical and the spiritual, but he lives in the real world and he knows that if he doesn't sell as many of these DVDs as possible, the family is going to suffer. Daniel's on his way to preach in the state of Bahia, which has more murders than any other province in Brazil. Mas se não tem muitos, os que têm, eles são muito fervorosos, são muito 
The few evangelicals here are very passionate. They give their heart and soul. They are brave. Cool. After 10 hours, we reach our destination, a warm-up event in a small town. The Bible says in Romans 8.1, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Jesus. Most of the congregation here have never seen a child preacher before. When I'm watching Daniel, it's quite obvious that he's been doing this for years. Every single movement is timed to perfection. I've seen adults who can't do this as well as he does. The way he moves the microphone away from his mouth is closer for effect. This is a child who has the ability to move adults to tears. Holy Spirit of God, enter these souls. Fill them with your glory. Fill them with your power. Fill them with your authority. Touch us, Lord. We want more of you. Your glory shall be taken to all. Your holy name. I'm struck by how much of a team effort it is. It's a combination of Daniel's words, Sarah's voice, a little bit of music, and of course, Dad's outside selling the DVDs. Daniel, are you happy? Feliz? Si. Si? That was impressive. Thank you. Yeah. And have you sold many DVDs? Both. Both. Only a few. Not enough. He hopes for more success at the bigger service to come. While Daniel takes a break from the 40 degree heat, I talk to his dad. How would you feel if uh, in a couple of years time Daniel tells you that he doesn't want to do this anymore? Se o Daniel desistir e não querer, não querer mais, é, eu não posso fazer nada porque ele vai ter que tomar uma decisão quando ele inteirar 17, 18 anos. Daniel gives up. Well, there is nothing I can do. When he's 17 or 18 years old, he will make his own decisions. He will be an adult. He's been on this path for a long time, and his faith is firmly rooted. But if he gives up the gospel, he will be a man of no value. Back in Rio, I'm heading to an event scheduled to run late into the evening. A crowd has come to see Alani, hoping for more miracles. Cancer, please come over here. Cancer, cancer, cancer. Is there anyone else fighting cancer? I've already seen someone kick her crutches away after an encounter with Alani. But tonight, her father's suggesting something even more startling, curing cancer. A missionarinha Alani vai ministrar sobre essas três pessoas aqui. Amém, meu irmão? The little missionary Alani 
will minister to the three people here. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Hold her. Gisilda Gomes says she's had surgery to remove a tumour from her intestines. On Monday, I'm going to Rio for treatment. Hang on, hang on. You haven't realised what a miracle is. Hang on, hang on. If Jesus performs a miracle, the person doesn't need to go to the cancer hospital for treatment. Run, run, run. Pastor Adalto wants to prove she's now healthy again. Come back running. Cancer never again. Repeat with me. Cancer never again. Who healed you? Jesus. Who healed you? He is awesome. Hug her daughter. Jesus has performed great things tonight. A few days later, I go to find out how Gisilde is doing. She's still in awe after meeting Alani. Just by raising her hand and touching them, the person is healed in the name of Jesus. She has healed me in the name of Jesus. I want to know if she's kept her chemotherapy appointments. To my relief, she has. First, it's Jesus that heals us, then the doctor's hands. If you became sick again, would you go to the doctor or would you go back to Alani? I'd go to Alani because I believe in her miracles. Gisilde's faith has helped her at a difficult time. But I'm concerned that Pastor Adalto's advice might lead some to miss vital medical care. If I was him, I wouldn't want that on my conscience. I don't believe in miracles, so a lot of the things I've seen Alani and her father doing in church have been very difficult to watch. And even though I want to be respectful of their beliefs, there are some things that have left me feeling really uncomfortable. And I've got a few questions for Pastor Adalto. He agrees to speak to me in his office at the back of the church. One thing I saw in your church that really worried me was you telling people not to follow up on their cancer treatment with the doctor. Don't you think that's dangerous? I've never told people not to visit the doctor. The doctor's diagnosis will be they are cured. What we actually filmed in the church was you telling somebody that if she believes she's had a miracle, she won't go to the doctor on Monday. No, you may have interpreted wrongly. I show Pastor Adalto the footage of him telling Gisilde not to go for treatment. If Jesus performs a miracle, the person doesn't need to go to the cancer hospital for treatment. That's correct. If the person has received a miracle, why go to the cancer hospital for treatment? We ask people to have another checkup. If they do, they'll see they no longer have a problem. Back in the countryside, it's the day of Daniel's big preaching event. This is Caribe, the town where Daniel's due to perform later on. And as you can see, they've already started setting up the stage here. 
they're already advertising the event with Sara and Daniel as the main attraction. The local councillor who's invited Daniel is Patricio de Jesus Oliveira. He's a reformed drug addict, now an evangelical preacher, who recently helped get the main square renamed Bible Plaza. So you're expecting there to be some conversions as a result of tonight's performance? I do. That's our aim. And new converts mean more votes for Patricio. Do you think the fact that you're an evangelical Christian is a big part of the reason people voted for you? Yes, yes. Yes, it's very popular now. Today I have support from those in the evangelical church. People decided to vote for me because I am evangelical. It's almost time for Daniel to go on stage. A magic. OK, the magic. Yes. audience of hundreds is arriving. Daniel's sister Sara is his warm-up act. <laughs> Meanwhile, his dad is getting the stall ready. How many DVDs do you think you need to sell tonight? Usually it's about 50, 60 copies per night, but this is a different event, so I have no idea. Do you think the kids understand how important this is? That's the thing. They don't understand it. Sometimes they ask me to take them to McDonald's, and I have to tell them we can't afford it. Daniel says he hasn't planned what he's going to say. He tells me he'll see where inspiration takes him. I greet you with the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know why Jesus brought me here? I came here to declare that drugs shouldn't destroy your life. He preaches a hopeful message that addiction can be overcome with faith. God is bringing freedom. Receive, receive, receive the cure. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you are here looking for a miracle, the gates of hell have been broken and you will see God's miracle in your life. Importantly for Daniel, he's won more souls for the Assemblies of God and strengthened his own chances of one day founding his own church inside the group. DVD stand, he was a complete success. His dad hasn't been able to stop, and by the looks of it, he's making a bit of money. As young fans queue up for autographs, I get a sense of the power of young preachers. The runner-up in Brazil's last presidential election belonged to the Assemblies of God. In Daniel, or one of his fellow child preachers, we might yet be looking at a future president of Brazil. The Unreported World podcast accompanies the critically acclaimed Channel 4 television series. Explore more by visiting channel4.com slash unreportedworld, where you can watch full programmes on demand from anywhere in the world. You can also join the global conversation via Unreported World's Twitter and Facebook pages.